I can almost guarantee that most of you, if not all of you listening to this podcast episode right now, can relate to this. Especially if you have grown up with immigrant parents, like I have, who worked so tirelessly day in and day out to provide for you since they have moved to Australia or any other Western country. Welcome to the Slow Down Time podcast. I'm Van An, a second generation Vietnamese Australian on my journey away from being the busy and stressed out primary school teacher into a slower, more present version of myself. This podcast is here to help you rediscover what it is you want and to begin letting go of cultural pressure to rush through life. Yes, you'll question your identity, your life decisions, and begin trusting yourself to fully live with intention. I'm so excited to be your host and to walk you through this journey. Let's get into the episode. Welcome back to the Slow Down Time podcast. Today is a bit of an overcast day, but I realized that I am actually going overseas soon, and so I need to make sure that, well, I don't need to make sure, I want to have these podcast episodes coming out as I am overseas because there's only like two, maybe, yeah, maybe two episodes that are out while I'm gone, or at least it's cutting it close to when I come back and I don't want to be editing podcast episodes on my holiday. So I thought today would be a great time to continue with recording these so that I can edit them when I have time in the next couple of weeks before I head off to overseas. So I haven't actually told you where I'm going yet, but you probably would have seen on my Instagram, but we are going to Taiwan and to Vietnam. And that's just because of a little holiday. We thought that would be a great time to just explore a new place and also try out these different foods. <laughs> that is what I'm most excited for, the food the scenery and just being outside and experiencing a different culture and especially being much more affordable in Asia it is amazing so we are going just for about two weeks and by we I mean Raymond and I and my sister's tagging along so she's doing a bit of third wheeling on this trip but that is fine we are totally okay with that and I think she is as well <laughs> but we are going just for about like two weeks, which is not too long, but I do get homesick. So I can't wait for that trip and I can't wait to get into this podcast episode, which is, <clears throat> oh, that sounded funny, which is about a struggle that we all experience as second generation women. And that means we have immigrant parents growing up in a different country with completely different culture and values compared to someone who has grown up here and where their family has grown up here for several, several generations. So we are kind of that in between where we have both cultures and both experiences, but we are trying to balance and navigate both of them at the same time. And the struggle that I'm talking about that you most likely will relate to is about feeling guilty about taking time for yourself. You feel like you can't rest because you have to keep working. You have to keep doing things around the house and saying yes to social events and going out and coming back tired. It's just a rinse and repeat cycle of saying yes to everything and not taking that time for yourself, even though you know that it's really important that you need to do that. 
but you feel like it's not a priority for you at the moment. So through this episode, I want to share some of the expectations that lead us to feel guilty about even resting for a moment or taking some time out for ourselves, as short or as long as we need. And also some tips that I have found has helped me in my journey from slowing down my life and not filling up every single waking moment with productivity. So I'm sure you've heard me talk about this so many times on the many episodes that I've had on the podcast so far, where I have struggled to rest, that I've struggled to stop doing things. And I remember Raymond used to say that an average person would work to 100%, maybe, of the energy, right? 100% of the energy and put in 100% of the effort. But I would just go beyond that and I'll put in like 130%. And that really took its toll on me. And I'm not saying that to brag about the situation at all, because I really, really regretted that. It has led to so many health and well-being issues that still challenge me today. And if you're listening to this episode, then you might feel the impact of that as well. The fact that we feel like we have to hustle, we have to work really hard, we have to go for that promotion, we need to keep our house clean and make sure we make all these home-cooked meals so that we can be healthy and exercise regularly, like multiple times a week. And all of that is great if there is some level of balance, right? And I'm not talking about balance in the way of like evenly dividing every single thing, but finding a way to manage all the aspects of our life while feeling sane and at peace and feeling like we are excited for life, that is a challenge, right? Let me know if that is a struggle that you face as well, because I know I'm not the only one who has gone through this. And throughout my whole life, from being a student into going to work, into a couple years ago when I finally realized that, that I was burning myself out, I finally made a really intentional shift in the way I operate in my life. And I definitely don't want to encourage other people in my family or the kids that I interact with or anyone else that I come into contact with in my life. I don't want to be that role model who pushes this way of life, of needing to grind and to hustle and work really hard when there are so many other important things besides pushing beyond your limits. Sometimes it's a time and place for that, but that is not the approach that I want to take to life. And that's why I've been really leaning towards this simple living where we are more slow, more intentional about the way we live and the way we make decisions and how we spend our time, that life becomes much more meaningful. And all this work that I'm talking about, I don't only mean the work that you have in your career or your job. I mean, in the other areas of your life as well, because sometimes you need to put in that effort. You need to put in that time to spend on your relationships, to spend on taking care of yourself, which is something that we're going to talk about in this episode. So if you've grown up thinking that you need to work really hard, that everything requires effort and you need to be productive in order to be successful, 
in whichever area of your life you're thinking about, that is a total myth. And some of that has come about because of gender roles, as the expectation for you to behave a certain way, to do certain tasks that are assigned to your gender. So as a daughter, I've always been raised to help to clean up the house, to do the chores, to be a good daughter by serving in that way, doing those kinds of things at home. And the boys would be expected to do things a bit differently. Now, my family might be a little bit different to yours because my brother was also expected to do some of that work as well. But through some of those indirect ways, I picked up on the idea that girls had to do a lot more housework than the boys. And sometimes aunties would say, don't worry, he's a boy, so he doesn't have to do that, you know. And if you've heard that as well, you might have subconsciously taken on the need to help clean up, to make sure everybody's fed, to help with the cooking, to do the grocery shopping, and just those things around the house. So I've definitely taken some of that on. Other reasons could be that our immigrant families have really focused on work and work ethics. Because what I've seen growing up is the fact that my parents, whether they were working at home, like doing sewing, or if they went out to work and got a job with somebody else, they worked really, really hard. They didn't want to be seen as slacking off or not caring about the job so that they can still continue to have that job because they need the financial security. And the messages that I've got over the years is that to show how valuable you are, you need to keep working hard. You need to be productive. You need to go above and beyond because if you're not valuable, you might be let go. That is true, right? The foundations of that is true. But it created this fear in me of, oh, I have to keep working hard because otherwise I might not have a job and they might not want me anymore. And I needed a job, right? Especially as an adult, you need the job, you need the money. And that was one of the ways that I continued to work so hard. It was out of that fear. My parents definitely viewed rest as a luxury. It's only if you have done all this throughout the day and then at night before bed, you can rest. And by resting, they meant like productive kind of rest, not the playing games because that was a waste of time. Go outside and play for a little bit and then come back in and continue with the work. Right? I don't know if you've got that message as well, because sometimes when I used to do certain activities like playing games or seeming like I'm wasting my time, then I'll be told to read a book. So rest was always a luxury for my parents. And so I thought that was normal. You know, a lot of my friends, especially in the community where I, I've grown up and I still live here, a lot of my friends and their families did the same thing. So it was just so normal to me that we would keep working or if we're bored, we would do something around the house, do something productive and rest when we're dead, right? <laughs> So I took that idea with me into high school, leading up to year 12, into uni, where if I was bored, why don't I study? <laughs> or if I was bored, why don't I read a book and build up on my vocabulary? <laughs> I am still to this day continuing 
building on my vocabulary because I don't think it's that great, but I can still communicate. So that's fine. Another reason why you might feel guilty for taking time for yourself is because of this tough balance between what you want and what your family or your community wants or what would benefit them, right? Benefiting you and benefiting others. And it's something I talk about in my course as well, my slow down time course, where I go a bit deeper into the Eastern values and the Western values and the Eastern values more of the idea of collectivism, where what you do can benefit your family, can benefit your community, can benefit society. Whereas the Western values highlight more of individualism, where you do what you want and you move out when you're 18 and you be independent. So of course, all this is quite generalized, but there is some truth in that because growing up, I would always be told to be a doctor. When you grow up, you should be a doctor because then you can help these aunties who are sick. You can help your family whenever they get sick. So you know what to do. So those kinds of things, instead of focus on what you want to do for your career and do what you are passionate about, what you enjoy. And my belief about that now is somewhere in between because I still want to help people. And I think that's just in my nature, but there is an element of, I want to do that for myself as well, because I think that is right for me. So part of why you feel guilty for taking time off is because you can't just think about yourself, right? That's so selfish. You should think about how your actions might affect other people. So whenever you feel this need to rest, to relax, to unwind, you find that you can't, you, that you should be doing something else that is more helpful for the future or helpful for others. So you struggle with finding time for yourself. Another idea that we have is about laziness. And this relates, all of these ideas relate actually, but it relates to the idea I mentioned earlier about your work ethics. Being lazy or being judged as lazy, you're not doing anything right now, that you're just sitting around, wasting your time, wasting your life away, being quite dramatic, right? But these are actually some of the thoughts that I had in my mind. And that if I was lazy, that I didn't want to do something, I was told that I don't care, that I didn't care about doing those things or helping others, or I didn't have ambition because that was a big thing, right? If you don't have ambition, then what are you working for? And that I wasn't dedicated to helping out the family or I wasn't dedicated to my career. So if I was being lazy, it basically trickled down to the idea that I wasn't going to be successful in the future, that my life is going to be wasted away and that I'll be seen as some kind of loser who didn't have their life figured out, that I'll still be living with my parents when I'm like 50 years old. There's that idea out there, right? I know I'm exaggerating a little bit, but some of these thoughts came up in my mind about needing to be successful, making something of myself, making my future life, my future generations, having the life a bit easier. So, Some of that is related to this idea of being lazy. And I 
hated being lazy. And something that I still value is people who actually like a go-getter in some sort of way, who are excited for something, not just sitting around. And so I still struggle with this one because there are times when I see other people being lazy, quote unquote lazy, if you didn't, if you're not watching the video, but I've been trying to unlearn this because most people aren't being lazy, right? We can't in this day and age because if we don't move forward, what are we doing with our life? <laughs> no, that's just part of the societal expectations. But also about social comparison. Because we see what other people are doing in their life. We see on social media, our parents talk about it. We catch up with other people and we hear what's going on in their life, right? And there's this idea of wanting to keep up with everybody. And one of the biggest things that I saw recently is about people my age, and I'm like 30 this year, who are having kids. And I just feel like, oh, I need to get on that as well and just have kids already, especially with all the nagging from the parents. <laughs> it never stops, you guys. So there are so many people out there having kids my at my age and they make it look so wholesome so loving and I'm like I can do that right but the realistic side of me is thinking but the house and the finances and the time and I want to build this business right there are so many things I want to do that that I would feel like would be pushed to the side if I have a child and so I want to keep working on those things so that I can eventually work towards that life of, you know, having kids and doing that kind of stuff. But I don't want to do that right now. And that's why I feel like there's some parts of me that don't want to rest because I want to keep moving for forward with some of these things. So there's a sense of FOMO that I feel sometimes. I don't want to miss out because who knows if I can have kids at all, if I can have kids later or if circumstances would allow that. So there's this FOMO that fuels me to keep doing more in my life and that prevents me from slowing down sometimes. So that is one of the reasons why I struggle to rest and relax. And the last thing I want to mention that leads you to feel guilty about resting is something that some of you may not relate to, but you can probably understand where it's coming from, is the religious expectations. Even if not religious, it's just the fact that you are raised to be a good person, right? Parents have taught you how to be good, how to be respectful to your elders, how to help others when they are sick or to take care of your grandparents or things like that. But it's this idea of being this good person, which comes out of being generous, serving people. And if you're not serving people, what does that mean then? So some of these expectations do come from that side of things about religion or helping people, serving people, being respectful to your elders and just overall being a good person. And with that comes the idea of needing to be outwardly focused, focus on other people, what they are going through, what they're thinking, how they might be feeling. So we get caught up in the external things as well. And sometimes that's not a bad thing. Usually it's not a bad thing. But sometimes we forget to think about ourselves as well. It's not just them or me. It's them and also me. 
because there is a cycle, right? And I'm sure all of you have heard of filling up your cup so then you can fill up other people's cups and putting on your oxygen mask on the plane before you put on somebody else's. But it's that ongoing thing. Once you take care of yourself, you can also then have more to give to others. And then that cycle continues because you uplift others, you also inspire and motivate yourself to grow. And the cycle continues. I think all of these ideas you can definitely relate to in some way, shape or form. If not to a high degree, you might relate to some of those. But these are all the things that I have experienced in my life. And these are all factors that have contributed to how I have been living my life for the past couple of years. And it's about challenging this idea of my self-worth depends on my level of productivity. Depends on how much effort I put into what I do. Depends on how much I help others. That doesn't determine how good of a person I am. And it's not measured by my salary. It's not measured by how many hours I work. It's not measured by my title at work and the amount of promotions or awards or achievements that I have unlocked. And I definitely don't want the reason for me feeling burnt out and stressed and anxious about things that I'm doing to be because of my fear of seeming lazy or seeming like I'm not valuable, that I'm not accomplishing anything in my life because that is so not true. And majority of people won't even know what's truly going on in my life until I show that, right? And I don't want to repeat this cycle of burnout, the cycle of working really hard, not sleeping much, not eating properly, doing all this work and then burning out and then taking care of myself. I want to make sure that I never hit burnout again, because if you have been through that, you know how bad that is. It takes months to recover from that. And it's not just one area of your life that needs fixing, that needs a change. It impacts every single area of your life and you just wake up feeling so unmotivated, so drained. The moment you wake up, you're already feeling tired. And that is not a feeling that I ever want to have again. So I don't want to I don't want to fix the problem when it becomes a problem. I want to put in precautions and safety measures to prevent that from even happening. And so if you're looking for some of those tips as well and some ideas for you to incorporate into your life, then think about some of these things because they have really helped me and they are simple doable things that you can do after listening to this episode or you can do it as you are driving of course safely or you can do them the moment you wake up just think about some of these things the first one is to ask yourself what do i need right now ask yourself what do i need right now this is such a powerful prompt you could journal about it you could just reflect upon it but it's something that one of my coaches shared with me a couple of years ago now And I still use it to this day because it gets me thinking, what do I really need? What does my body need? What does my mind need? What does my house need? What does my schedule need? All of these things can lead to little changes that will make a big difference. So some of the things that I've been needing lately is a bit more sleep. (laughs) I'm saying that after 
sleeping quite late a couple nights ago because I'm feeling it now. And if I keep this up, I know I'm going to crash. Do I need some gentle movement? And the answer is yes. (laughs) I do need some gentle movement because we have just been doing things around the house in preparation for going overseas. We have been doing some gardening and these are all active things, functional movements that we have done. And I'm sore. I am so sore. So my muscles just need a break. I want to do some yoga. I'm going to take a yoga class tomorrow. I'm going to tidy up a few areas of my house that I've been neglecting. Namely, my cupboard in the corner. You know that cupboard, right? In the corner that is just so hard to reach into because you have to put your half your body in there. I've been avoiding that for a while and I want to do that soon. So what do I need right now? I need sleep. I need some gentle movement. And I want to just declutter a few things around my house, clean up, tidy up a few things. Because every time I look at it, every time I look in that direction or open that cupboard, I'm reminded again of, oh my gosh, I still have to get to that. It's going to my list. I'm going to do it at some point. So what do you need right now? Have a think about that. And I'm not talking about I need to go and solo travel for like three months. (laughs) It could be little things. The next thing is to create a not to-do list. Because there are so many things that you can do, that you need to do, that you want to do, that you should do, right? What are some things that you are not going to do? And this relates to your boundaries. This is such an easy way that I've been coaching my clients through into building up their boundaries. What are they not going to do? Because as we all know, it's easier to make changes within ourselves than it is to change somebody else. And I heard a saying recently, and I told this to my sister, and she was like, what? (laughs) A saying that goes something along the lines of, the only time that you can change someone else is when they're in diapers. (laughs) Or in nappies, if you're in Australia. So it's hard to change other people's behaviors and how they respond to you. But it's a lot easier to think about what are you not going to do anymore? So what are some things that you are doing too much of and you want to perhaps cut back on some of those things? I know sometimes putting a negative spin on it makes it a lot harder to do because you kind of just want to do the opposite. But This is also cutting back on some of that. This is like trimming the hedges, removing those weeds, because these little things that you're not going to do anymore are going to impact on the amount of time that you have, on the energy that you have, so that you are not being drained in ways that aren't helpful towards your future. So for example, for me, that's working during my lunch break. So yesterday I went to the lunchroom and I had lunch there. Sometimes I like to sit outside when the weather's good, but I want to stop having lunch at my work desk because when emails come through, when phone phone calls come through, I am right there and I feel like I need to do them. Or maybe for you, that could be if you're saying yes to a lot of social events, if 
if it's in summer now and there are a lot of things going on, people going out and you want to go places and do things, that if you want to not say yes to all of those things, it's okay. You can do that. Or maybe you are taking on a lot of projects by yourself at work and you know that you can do it and you know that you're able to get it done on time, but it just requires a lot more effort and work from you. Then maybe you want to ask for help. So your not to do can be tackling it on your own. That can be something that you don't do. So think about your not to do list. A few things that come to mind, because I know there are lots of things that every time we do it, we're like, I shouldn't be doing this scrolling on my phone, but here I am scrolling on my phone. (laughs) So think of that not to do list. I have two more tips. This next one is, is a way of thinking. I want you to think of self-care as a priority, not a luxury. It's a necessity. And I think of this similar to the idea of relationships, that before you enter into a a relationship, you need to be strong in your own way. Maybe you knowing what you enjoy, what you like to spend your time on, knowing who you are as a person before you enter that relationship. And it's not only with a romantic partner, this is also with friends, with colleagues, And in these ideal relationships, everyone is taking care of themselves, taking care of this dark corner, and then they're taking care of this corner, and this person's taking care of that that backyard. But everybody takes care of themselves to then all come together and bring each other up. And that's how I think of self-care. It is a priority for you to take care of yourself. It's not somebody else's responsibility It's not your partner's responsibility. It's your responsibility to take care of yourself and find ways to prioritize that. And if you're thinking, I don't know how to take care of myself. I don't know what I need to do right now because it's not a matter of just going off on a holiday for a short time because sometimes that's just avoiding it. But it's about finding rest in the ways that you need. And if you're not sure what those types of rest are, there are seven types of rest that we should all be implementing, depending on where we are in life, depending on what we need, going back to that first tip, right? So if you need help with that, go check out episode 28 of my podcast. It's only a few episodes ago. Go check out that episode. It's titled, let me have a look. Seven types of rest you need to feel more balanced in your life. So go back and check episode 28 out if you haven't listened to that already. Or if you have listened to it and you want to refresh. So go check out that episode to find ways to take care of yourself. My left hand is not that coordinated. (laughs) My laptop is on this side. And because it's charging. Whereas I'm normally right-handed. But I've also got a cut on my finger that I got yesterday. And it's deeper than I thought actually. So it's quite painful. But it is healing. And so using that hand. Especially for scrolling on that finger it actually hurts. So I'm avoiding that right now. So I'm practicing my left hand because it definitely needs some coordination skills. (laughs) So self-care as a priority and that's through different types of rest. And the last tip that I want to share with you is about finding success beyond productivity. Because if you've related to any of those 
things that I mentioned in the beginning of this episode, reasons that led you to feel guilty about resting. It's because we have learned to measure our success through how much money we earn. We've measured our success about how much we work or how busy we are. Because the more busy you are, the more popular you are and the more important you are, right? And we measure success by the job title. If you are a manager, if you are a director, if you are a CEO of something, you are much higher than, for example, what I'm doing right now. (laughs) But that doesn't concern me at all anymore. And we measure success by even simpler things about the scores we got at school, the results we got, our achievements, what did our reports, what did our school reports say? Those kinds of things reflected on our level of success or how smart we are, how important we are, how valuable we are. And so we measure success in that kind of way and We neglect other areas of our life that also can show success. So I want you to think about what are some other ways of measuring success other than this idea that's based on status. Because if you're focusing on productivity and making money, that cycle is never ending. It's like that hamster wheel that keeps running and running because you can work nonstop from day until night And there would still be things to do. There would still be more money to earn. There would still be people to see. And that is not going to help you in the long run. So think about other ways of measuring that success, whether that be your personal growth or your level of happiness or joy. So think of it all in that kind of way. If this episode has struck a chord deep within you, and you struggle to rest, you struggle to relax, and your mind's always racing, then I have an exciting workshop coming up in May in Sydney, if you're based in Sydney. It is going to be a boba making workshop. We're going to be learning the ways to make boba, try out different flavors, enjoy it with a group of people. So if that sounds at all interesting to you, then join the waitlist for that so that you can be the first to find out any information about that coming out if you are based in Sydney. I'm going to leave the link to join the waitlist down below in the show notes so that you can check it out if you're interested and hopefully join us for that. Thank you for listening to this whole podcast episode. I really can talk a lot, (laughs) contrary to what people might have believed when I was younger. But Yeah, this is a really important topic, so I definitely wanted to cover this for people who are experiencing what I have experienced. But remember that you're a human being, not a human doing. I'll chat to you in the next episode.